Yes. Great to be back, as usual, every Wednesday on the podcast. Guys, welcome to the Luke Kidgel Hour. Hey, how you doing? I'm Luke Kidgel. And this is going to be the next hour. You didn't like that one. <laughs> Dude, Reese and I have been hanging out way too much. And we've hit the point now where we just laugh at anything. I'll just do something the bit shit and Reese is like, wow, bravo. Because it sucked. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Luke Kidgel Hour. Today's buzzer to begin the hour is sent in by Dale. Uh Keep them coming in. Luke Kidgel podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a delirious episode. LukeKidgel.com. That's when you know it's going to be a good episode, but you don't even mean to say come. Guys. Oh, wait. Hang on. Oh, God. Oh, man. Luke Kidgel. Dot. Come. Great. All right. Uh, that's where you can get tickets for shows as well. Uh, this is from Dale. Dale's buzzer to begin the hour in three, two, one. What is up? Welcome back to the Animal ASMR podcast. That was very good from Dale. Very good. I like the, the straws confusing. Um, that was like, man, almost the podcast if it was a vine. Yeah. You know, just a lot of geek telling people to suck my butt and then uh, introing animal ASMR instead of content. Uh, it's great to be back. Uh, the shows. Oh, we added a Bendigo show. So if you're from Bendigo or surrounding regions, uh, it is 18 plus apologies. Uh, for for any people who are under 18 and wanted to come, but uh, we couldn't find another venue. So that's it. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. And whatever. Um, LukeKidgel.com for that. So get on down. And then uh, Melbourne... Uh, man, the second show. Tickets are flying off the shelves. It's almost half full already, uh, which is crazy. So if you want to get down, June 6th is the last Melbourne show for the year. And uh, then I'm done. I'm out. So come on down. And then Wollongong uh, and Canberra. Tickets are almost gone as well. And uh, same with Sydney and Newcastle. So god damn. Damn, I'm successful. Thank you very much for, for uh, supporting the shows. So big news. Uh, during the week. Huge news. Haven't had big Bachelor news really that I've cared about since they announced the season of the two sisters. But I'll be honest, I was quite excited about that and then actually watched none of it. (laughs) So I may not even watch this season, but I think this one I will because I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, The new season of The Bachelorette, they uh, announced last week that Brooke... Uh, who's from, hmm, I think, the Honey Badger season, but she left because she was too good for him. Uh, she is now the Bachelorette, and uh, you're probably thinking, so what, Luke? What's the what's the big deal? Seems like another ordinary season of that television show. You couldn't be more wrong, you fool. Brooke 
is uh, firstly, she's Indigenous, which is great. First Indigenous Bachelorette. We fucking love that. Bit of diversity for once on uh, Australian television. Actually a, a great change of pace. So um, props props to Channel 10 for that one. But secondly, and the, the most important reason is she's pansexual, which means gonna be boys and gonna be girls all fighting over the one chick. If that is not the best television you've ever heard of, imagine a bunch of insecure blokes from the Gold Coast and Byron Bay having to compete with hot lesbians. (laughs) Oh, my God. Channel 10. I've been suggesting this for years, and we can maybe go find the episodes. I reckon early 2017, I said this on the podcast, there needs to be a bisexual uh, edition of the show where there's guys and girls all fighting over the one person. Could you imagine that? A bunch of influencers, like they get insecure. The dudes usually get insecure over other dudes. You can't compete with hot lesbians. Almost the arrogance on the guys on that show, rocking up to the mansion, shaking Osha's hands, looking Osha dead in his beautiful goddamn fucking eyes and saying, yeah, man, I think I'm a shot here. You're dreaming. Hot lesbians. Do I have to say any more? It's going to be the most highly viewed uh, season of The Bachelor in every inner city and the least viewed uh, uh, season of The Bachelor in every regional town (laughs) across Australia, 100%. They're not ready for it. They're just not ready, all right? But it's 2020. uh, I'm assuming it's going to be 2021 or 2022. I think it's this year. Yeah, it must be this year. Yeah. They're not announcing a season that far out. Uh, 2021, man, get on board. There's going to be chicks making out with chicks. There's going to be dudes crying in the corner. And that's how I think the show is going to go this year. And I could not be more thrilled about it. So bring it on, man. That's going to be so good. Like, she's going to have to pretend. You know, they have. They even have to pretend to, to like the ugly ones. You know, like, they always go, oh... You know, like the, the girls always like, you know, Dave has a good personality and everyone's like, shut the fuck up. Dave's Dave has hair down to his ass and he didn't even bother to tie it in a ponytail this morning. Dave and Dave's personality isn't even as good as you're saying, you know, this year she's going to have to pretend to be into just the guys in general. If she ends up with a guy, now he, here's what I reckon it might be. There might be two or three real players amongst the dudes. Not many, not many. They they, they can go. People just want to see, really, a lesbian season would just be better. But I'm happy to go both. Um, Actually, both is probably better because you get, like, the larrikin guys mixed with the bitchy chicks. Yeah. Oh, God, this is making me fucking moist. I'm thinking (laughs) about it. I can't wait. But she's here's what I reckon she's going to do, if I were her at least. Okay, you, you got to play it smart. You're single, you're in a mansion with a bunch of hot dudes and hot girls, and you're into all of them, right? Here's what you do. You go on a rampage with the chicks. Every day, you're macking on, you wait till the cameras turn off, you're trying to slip a finger in, you do whatever the fuck, you know? She, she needs to get down and get jiggy with it. <laughs> <laughs> no one said that since Will Smith said that, but I'm bringing it back. All right, she needs to 
You know what, man? She needs to get the strap. She needs to get to work, right, with these girls. There's going to be a lot of hot girls in that mansion. She needs to start episode one, right? I want her to kiss someone at the first cocktail party. She's got work to do. Come on, Brooke, get in there. Then, right towards the end, you sure, you need to start playing ball. You need to narrow it down. I reckon there'll be two to three nice guys in there that she'll be really weighing up. And it will be interesting. You know, it will, would be a great finale, one guy, one girl in the showdown, home visits. Oh, so good, dude. It's going to be fucking good TV. So, um, yeah, get around it. I'm excited to what uh, the new season of The Bachelor has to bring. And, yes, we'll be doing videos on this one. Uh, you'd be a fool not to. It's going to be drama city. God, I hope one of the girls, contestants, just punches out a bloke into the pool. <laughs> And he, or he just smashes into a rose bush or something, and or Osh has to come in and break it up. Mm. I just think that this has never happened before, and the girls won't know what to do. Because think about the, uh, there might be some bisexual girls. Oh, this would be good. Hopefully, they get bisexual dudes and bisexual girls in there, or gay guys, straight guys, lesbians. I just want a whole mix, right? I want the contestants to start Ooh. fucking. I want it to turn into Love Island, you know, just like Love Mansion. They just get in there and like they've gone, hang on, this, you know, look, this Brooke chick's great, but who's this bloke, you know, I'm looking at over the cocktail party. I reckon, mark my words, this is my prediction, two couples will come out of this season, Brooke and someone and then two other people. It's happened before, actually. Two of the girls, it's actually already happened. A girl... Two girls were bisexual in The Bachelorette and they uh, were dating for a bit. Okay. Um, forgotten their names. You know why? Because they're Australian reality TV contestants. <laughs> so everyone has. And uh, man, I, I'm going on a music festival um, on the weekend. Uh, well, I will have already been. I'm recording this episode um, just before I leave. Before, So you guys will probably already seen that I've been at a music festival over the weekend. But um uh, we're recording Luke and Lewis, the show, in a VIP lounge, which means where, if you don't know what, that sounds fancy. You're probably thinking, wow, Luke, are you in very, a very important person? Clearly not. If the bar's that low, you know, if me, Lewis, and Keelan can, can get a triple-A pass, <laughs> the bar's fucking low, you know, at, at Queensland Music Festival. So I already know it's going to just be a gold mine of um, Ooh, yeah. past reality TV contestants. So I'm going to be starstruck the whole goddamn day. I mean, Reese's favourite band's playing, uh, Amity Affliction. Are they your fave band? Well, Second one. Behind Blink. Second Behind Blink, which yeah. is pretty good for an Australian band. Yeah, yeah. And Blink-182 are the kings of the yeah. of the genre. So, um, yeah, Amity Affliction are playing. Uh, Reese is so jealous. I am. He's like, man, they're going to be backstage. What's his name? Aram. 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 So, yeah, the lead singer's name's Aram. Because I, I was, like, telling Reese, I was like, who do I have to look out for? He goes, he's got a neck tat. And I was like, no shit, he has a neck tat, dude. He's the lead singer of a pop punk slash hardcore band. Yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't have a fucking tattoo on his nose. Um, <laughs> yeah, his name's Aram. 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 Yeah, okay. He, he honestly, he's, hey, man, <laughs> we, his parents... Probably didn't know what to call him, right? And they just like, ah, uh, um, and the doctor's like, great. And then just put it on the birth certificate. <laughs> Your name sounds like you're confused. And that's awesome. So um, I'm looking forward to meeting Aram. And uh, who are the other guys? They're, one of them is from Gimpy. Yeah, that's Aram. Yeah, huge. I wonder if we can get him to open Gimp Fest. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> or Reese would be around that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so a few uh, interesting things. See, I'll message you going, oh yeah, I saw the guys from Amity. Cool. 
I will message you as well going, mate, I saw bloody Apollo Jackson from The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He, he did a magic trick. <laughs> How good. Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. So I'm pretty keen. I'll, I'll give you a full update on next week's episode about how the uh, music festival went. I'm sure there'll be a few stories. I mean, last time I went to a music festival, um, I threw up in Amy Shark's dressing room. Um, I don't know if I ever told this story in the podcast. I definitely told it on Luke and Lewis. I think I may have told it on the podcast. Look, long story short, I'm not proud of it. I don't do vodka. Everyone has that one drink they don't do. Mine's vodka. Why? Because when I was 18, I went on schoolies. I didn't know how to drink. And no, no one in my family <laughs> drinks. So when someone's like, oh, you mix vodka and raspberry together, I was like, great, probably 50-50. <laughs> Guys, you don't do that. It's a shot. And I didn't re- And that's what I think back on now. I'm like, did I really not know what a shot was? I definitely knew what a shot was. But I guess I didn't know it was also applied to openly mixing drinks. Or yeah. maybe I thought I was a big dog and I could handle it. I don't know what uh, happened. But by 8.30 p.m. I was on the floor and I'd thrown up in my ex-girlfriend's hair. So um, that's why I don't do vodka. <laughs> anyway, so I was telling Jace from Gypsy Tales, a podcast I've done a couple of times. People uh, may know Jace. He's a bloody legend. And uh, I was like, no, nah, man, I don't do vodka. He goes, no, you've never had the good shit, bro. You never, you never had the good premium vodka. He's like, have you had Grey Goose? And I was like, dude, it doesn't matter what vodka it is. I hate it. I can't do it. And um, I'm like, it just tastes like petrol to me, like worse than what petrol. I mean, I've never tasted petrol, but it's what it smells like. And um, anyway, we're backstage and then we see that there's a bottle of Grey Goose in Amy Shark's dressing room. I think it was when she was on stage or she'd left the festival. I'm not sure. I was a bit intoxicated. Anyway, he's like, mate, it's just a bottle of Grey Goose right there. Have a swig. You know, so I like had a cheeky drink, you know, um, you know, and I feel like I'd earned it, you know, after all the, I said, hi, Amy Shark promotion that we did. I was like, honestly, the least she could do is grant me some of her Grey Goose backstage. Uh, so appreciate that, Amy. Also, Amy Shark says, hi, everyone. Pass it on. Tell your friends. Uh, I had a swig uh, and immediately threw up all of her carrots and uh, Savoy's that I'd eaten from her as well uh, because she had a little platter there backstage um so yeah they're up on the ground and uh you're probably thinking oh luke uh did you clean it up um no (laughs) i think the direct quote was oh shit let's get the fuck out of here (laughs) and then we ran away and that's i don't know what happened and is that one of the most disrespectful things i've ever done absolutely am i proud of it no would i change it also, no. Pretty funny story. Wouldn't do again. I can't promise it, but I w- I'm not going to try and do that again. But uh, a pretty good one to tell the fellas. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those stories I have now. It's kind of like the me bumping over Kesha uh, backstage yeah. at Jimmy Fallon in uh, late 2018. Just one of these things now that's happened. Um, my three best stories are probably throwing up in Amy Shark's dressing room. I mean, I guess my three best Celeb stories would yeah. be throwing up in Amy Shark's dressing room, uh, not bumping over Kesha, and um, getting winded by Arnold Schwarzenegger's security guard. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are my three best ones. And um, I think I've told them all. I'm assuming I've told them all six times already in the podcast, so I will not be going into them. But um, anyway, music festival should be good. Looking forward to um, the... Uh, high volumes of influencers slash 
uh, reality TV contestants. It's You know what it is? This is all an Australian VIP section is. It's a bunch of people with a couple hundred thousand Instagram followers. Me, I don't even have that. I don't know why I'm there. You know, it's a people with a bit of online clout, a bit of a TikTok fan base, all staring at each other going, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and the feeling's so mutual. Like, I'll stare at someone and go, who the fuck are they? And they're staring at me going, he's not hot enough to be here. And I'm just like, I agree, but I actually have a talent. So, you know, and when I say talent, I use the word cum jo- That's cum jokes very loosely. I use the word talent very loosely, but, um, you know, my talent isn't my asshole on Instagram. Uh, I wish that was my talent. Not a great hole. So I'm working on it, though. Speaking of, a little bit early, but a great segue. Guys, clean up that hole. This episode is sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> Use code BASIC uh, to get 20% off and free shipping uh, on your Manscaped uh, shaver, man. It's so good. The uh, Lawnmower 3.0. Yeah, not the 1.0. This isn't their first go. No. Not even their second go. They nailed it on the third. Uh, very similar to... Um, in my opinion, Star Wars. Controversial? Sure. But I think the third of each saga is the best. Revenge of the Sith, best of the prequels. And um, in my humble opinion, Return of the Jedi, best of... Anyway, this is a Manscaped that read, <laughs> not my Star Wars opinions, and most people prefer Empire Strikes Back. But, um, guys, if you, you're probably thinking, Luke, hang on, I don't even deserve to have... Uh, undisheveled smooth balls because my balls aren't toned. That's okay. Comes with a free ball toner. You're bloody welcome. They've got you sorted. Um, seriously though, this uh, shaver is unreal. I would definitely recommend it. Uh, Reese has got one. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's uh, it's really, man, you're talking to, you know, you're listening to, you're not talking to, this is one way. You are listening to two smooth nutted boys go about their business and you can probably detect that inner energy. You know what it is? It says confidence, right? Use code BASIC. Um, it's seriously the best razor I own. You can clean up your snail trail if you've got some titty hair. You know, <laughs> i got some titty hair. You know, clean that up. It's uh, it's good, man. I'll be doing that before I go to the music festival. Oh, yeah. i got to fit in with all these influences. And, um, and if I was also going to a music festival or even out, right, or on a nice date, dude, I would use code BASIC uh, to get 20% off. It's a seriously good deal. I would. Uh, they support the podcast. Uh, it'd be awesome if you guys support them. And uh, yeah, that's it. Manscaped.com.au. Let's do it. Um, guys, hairy assholes aside, <laughs> I am having an affair. You're probably thinking, Luke. Huge call. <laughs> Why would you come out on a podcast and admit that? You know, am I listening to Crystalia's podcast? No, no, you're not. Although, great podcast. Um, no, you're not. I'm having an affair, and I found out during the week. So is Meg. We've both been cheating. I've been courting and seducing and going the whole way and spending a lot of time with my dear friend admin recently. Oh boy. I've been doing so much. Oh, goddamn admin that I actually haven't, um, 
seeing my girlfriend in two weeks. We do live with each other. We see each other. But um, we only do admin now. Yeah. Both of us. We just, we both are having these side flings with Gmail and, and like, oh, venues and phone calls and, oh, merch providers. Oh, they make me moist, Reese. Yeah. They. And a nice Google Doc. Oh, I love, oh, fuck. Don't even get me started on the Google suite, man. I use the whole suite. I use Google Sheets now. Oh, I, I, that's, if, if you don't know what Google Sheets is, it's Excel, but online. <laughs> and I'll never do that again. I promise. <laughs> Dude, I use Google Sheets, Google Docs, Google Calendar. Lewis and I have so much shit on that we had to set up a joint Google Calendar to legitimately figure out where the fuck each of us will be in the country <laughs> over the next few weeks. Isn't that insane? That's awesome. I'm going away next week. Look, it's a lot of admin. Yes, it's just a fling, I promise. I'm sorting it out. Um, man, my brother's been helping me out with it. Yeah, he, I'm getting him in on the action. It's now become more than an affair. It's an incestual orgy at this point. My brother's in on it. Meg's having a crack. We're all just ugh, slamming this admin together. And there's so much paperwork. I've been, I scanned during the week. I scanned a few documents. I printed Man, we, we hooked up a new label printer, packaging, words like um, someone said the word capital expenditure to me the other day. Whitey from the podcast yesterday, right? Well, I was having a chat and he was talking about business and he goes, capital expenditure. And I said, I, bet, I don't know what the fuck that means, <laughs> all right? But I'm sure I will know. Dude, I, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm learning. I'm an adult. I've been doing... You know, I was on the phone to the ATO. Yeah. Who am I? I'm a bloody comedian. No, I'm not. I'm a businessman. You know, I do 10% comedy, 90% business. It's seriously giving me a fucking headache. I have a 20% headache at all times, right? I'm just, I'm running on fumes, guys. Uh, but that's okay. That's fine. And um, it's just a fling, I promise. It's a little affair. Meg knows about it. She's okay with it. She's also having a similar affair. She's actually pounding admin more than I am. Mm. Yeah, she's getting down dirty with it. She's doing it right now while we're bloody recording mm. in the next room. Oof. Disgusting. In our own goddamn house. Yuck. So, um, and I'm sorry that you have to witness all these affairs. Yeah, well, I going do on. have access to the doc, the Google doc. I know. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Mm. Yeah, Reese has got a little <laughs> side piece going as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these poor girls on Tinder and Bumble that you speak to. I mean, do you speak to any? <laughs> It was going off in um, Aubrey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever Reese goes on tour, I go, oh, you going to jump on the apps? He jumps on the apps. He gets some matches. He gets all excited about it. And I go, did you message him? He goes, nah. <laughs> and he's like, why would I? He's like, I don't live here. And he's like, it's just a bit of fun. You know, and here's what I think. Ruben and Reese always go really well on dating apps when we go away. Yeah. And this is what I think. These towns are so fucking boring that we go to that the girls see two new dudes on the apps and they go, holy shit, <laughs> there's two new guys come to town, swipe right, you know? And then they must get disappointed because half of these guys would just leave the next day because yeah. they're doing fucking comedy tours <laughs> or whatever. So, um, yeah, but uh, that's okay. You know, you're going to have to tell these girls, man. Yeah, that, I've got a Google Doc going. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, ladies, <laughs> business calls. And uh, literally, because I've been getting a lot of phone calls this week. It's not good. Um, yeah, we do seriously need to do something about it. Um, 
Yeah, my, my brother is actually go, going to become my business manager. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Yeah. I don't know. Keep it in. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, not, not secret. I just don't know if he wanted... I don't know. I'll ask him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's good. We've, I've been getting a lot of help. It's, get, it's getting to the point now because we've had so many shows, thanks to you, Legends, that the uh, things are going up and I literally... Um, feel like I'm, it's quicksand, you know, I'm going down just with the admin, you know, I'm just like literally being drowned in paperwork, but uh, that's okay. We're sorting through it and um, I'm excited. It's it's a good thing. It's ultimately a good problem to have. It means the more paperwork I do means the more shows we're putting on, which means the more bloody fun in the long run. So um, yeah, that's it. I'm having a bit of a, a bit of a fling, but it'll be over soon. Uh, one thing I did want to break down and discuss with you, Reese. Yes. Is um, I've been on a Fast and the Furious, again, another affair. <laughs> Me and Vin Diesel, all right? And uh, we've been really going at it almost every night, me and Finn. It's actually become a threesome because Meg watches it as well. Uh, I've been doing a lot of Fast and Furious action and uh, I gave Reese some homework. I'll be honest, guys, and I'm just going to say this out loud. And, and be completely transparent with you all. I, Luke Hidgel, am quite low on content today. <laughs> but that's not going to stop this podcast from going ahead. It never has and it never will. We push through, all right? Whether that be, uh, you know, a monkey eating a fucking apple or we got sent a video of a dad eating lettuce. <laughs> you know, whether it be... I saw that video on Brown Cardigan. Yeah. God, is it the one where he's like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So good. Um, oh, I didn't flex about this. I made the brown cardigan top 100 oh, yeah, of did, all yeah. time. One of my biggest achievements of all time. Uh, Going to be telling the grandkids about that one for sure. But uh, yeah, we always push through. And uh, I was like, dude, I've been wanting to talk about this for weeks on the podcast. I just don't know how it's going to be received. But you got to take risks as a content creator like myself. And honestly, man, I'm out here living my best life. And I just talk about whatever I want to talk about. That's the show. And all I want to talk about this week really was The Bachelor and The Fast and the Furious. Now, I'm aware that some of my audience now, particularly with TikTok, is quite young. Some people may actually not have been born when the first one was released. Yeah. I think it was 2001 or something. I'm not sure. 2002. Early 2000s. 2001. Yeah. Any movie starring Ludacris with an afro was early 2000s. Uh but here's here's my first thoughts. And actually just just on my audience being young, dude. On in Wagga on the weekend during my show, for some reason, I was I you guys know if you've seen me live, I tend to go off script a fair bit, mainly just to amuse myself. And if it if it amuses the audience, then great. That's just a healthy uh coincidence. But I'm usually trying to amuse myself. And I started talking about uh Getaway and Jules Lund. Pretty niche reference, but I thought most people my generation would would get that. My audience is so young, they all fucking stared at me and were like, Jules who? Lund. And I was like, you know, blonde guy with the tips, you know, on a beach in Byron Bay going like, get on, get on down, you know. None of them knew who Jules Lund was. So I started cracking the shits and I just start freaking out. I'm like, what about Coxie from Coxie's Big Break? I realised afterwards this show only aired in Victoria. We were in New South Wales. The whole crowd just looked at me like... What? And I'm like, you guys don't know who fucking Coxie is? And I start going off at this crowd for not knowing who Coxie from Coxie's Big Break is. Now realizing that 
<laughs> Most people listening to this podcast won't know who Coxie from Coxie's Big Break is, but man, if you know, you know. That mustache, you don't forget a fucking stash like that, all right? He, he takes you down to Beechworth, he goes to the bakery, you know, he gives you great fucking hotel deals, all right? It's a travel show purely based in Victoria that was on just before Deal or No Deal yeah. at 4.30 p.m. on weekdays, all right? And it was, it was the end of the sick day lineup. You know, when you're sick at your grandma's house, you uh, kick it off at midday with Alan. Yep. I mean, you watch cheese TV and whatnot in the morning. Yep. Okay, no, okay. I'll, I'll give you the full um, TV sketch of me, sick day, at my grandma's house when I was 10. You wake up early, 6 a.m. You're thinking, Luke, why get up at the crack of dawn? Thunderbirds, bitch. That's when it was on. 6 a.m., I'm not going to miss that puppet mastery, right? <laughs> then you you chuck in, you know, you, you really roll out the kids' shows until 9 a.m. In that time, you might catch a bit of Arthur. You know, you might catch some Ben 10 for all you real youngins out there. Um, Powerpuff Girls, Dragon Ball, Pokemon, you name it. All right, so then it's 9 a.m. You go have a snooze because you are sick yeah. after all. So um, you go have a snooze, you wait until midday. That's when the good shit starts, right? And if you want... You can catch, you know, the back end of Koshi, a morning show. But yeah. as a kid, that, that's not my vibe. Uh, you, you bring on Alan at midday, right? That's when your grandma serves your lunch. You still got the sniffles. So you ride out Alan, boom, straight into Oprah or Dr. Phil, depending on which channel, right? And usually I went with Dr. Phil. Yeah. Then 2 p.m. comes around. You're probably thinking, oh, rough times like, wrong. Ready, steady, cook, motherfucker. <laughs> Are you a green capsicum or a red capsicum? <laughs> I'm a red, dude. Go fuck yourself. Everyone was red, all right? And you watch a goddamn cook-off when you didn't even know how to cook toast. That's what I realized. I used to be into the show. Then I was like, I don't even know what a fucking pan is. I don't know what a saucepan is. I don't even know how to use a grill. So I used to watch Ready, Steady, Cook. And then 3 p.m., the kids' show start again. Boom, you get some Roy the Racing Car action. You know, you get whatever the fuck. You get, the, you know those, like, kids' game shows, like Go Go Stop? Yeah. Yeah, that was a shit. Now, by the way, international listeners, hating this right now. Absolutely hating this. They would have got the Dr. Phil reference and the Alan reference. Other than that, they're lost. And Oprah. Imagine if they'd never heard of Oprah. <laughs> Honestly, I could probably go to Walker and be like, you guys know Oprah? They'd be like, nah. Because, <laughs> like, in my mind, Oprah and Coxie were on equal levels of fame. <laughs> Like when I was a kid, I was like, man, Coxie's giving away pies. You know, Oprah's giving away cars. What's the difference? I can't afford either. I'm 10. So uh, anyway, that's that's the lineup. And then your parents pick you up and you go home, right? What was I talking about? Whatever. My audience is young and it frustrates me. And I it, it makes me feel old. I'm only 25 and I get on stage and I make niche references. Do you remember that one show? I dug myself a hole and started talking about Shelly Craft yeah. from Funny Stone Videos yeah. and no one knew what the fuck I was talking <laughs> about. I do this frequently on stage. I'll just reference like kind of someone from like, you know, 2010 on television and all these like 19 year olds just go like, I was nine, bro. <laughs> what do you want from me? Oh, I was probably seven. It's like, oh God, be older. Anyway, whatever. So Fast and Furious. Right, I wrote down a couple of thoughts on the franchise. Um, first thought is uh, regarding Tokyo Drift. Um, and by the way, if you don't care about this, 
this is probably the the end point of the podcast for you. Just just call it a short episode today, you know, and the real ones will kick on with this FF chat because that's what we call it. We call it FF because um, we, we talk about Fast and Furious so much. We have to abbreviate it. Otherwise, we're just wasting time. Um, Tokyo Drift, the character Han. Han. Is it Han? It's Han. 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 Yeah. Han Solo. Han Solo. Han Han. Depending on where you're from. What did Meg... Did Meg just scream the C word? <laughs> oh, he said Han. Oh, you said Han. You're correcting me. Right. Um, how is that dude always hungry? The snack guy. Every shot, it cuts to this dude. He's just snacking, right? And I get that he's, you know, he isn't that what smokers do? Like, yeah. they have a chickpea addiction. How many chickpeas... Can you shovel down your throat in one f- film? And all I was thinking about was, you know how sometimes they do like eight takes yep. in a movie? Yep. Every take, he just has to wolf down yeah. chickpeas. This dude must have had to spit them out after the take. He'd be full. He, he would have been on a diet of purely chickpeas for the three months of filming that film. So um, that's my first thought with the film is, look, Tokyo Drift, great, great film. I love Lil Bow Wow. You know, uh, but can we can we talk about this? <laughs> Little Bow Wow doesn't miss. Tokyo Drift and Like Mike, two top hitters. And again, half of you probably too young to have ever seen Like Mike, and that makes me sad. Make me like Mike, and then he dunks it from halfway. It's awesome. Um, just a, a a story of a upcoming kid from an orphanage who who puts on Michael Jordan's shoes. One of the most realistic narratives I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> uh, Reese had a thought. What was it? Oh, DK. Yeah. Yeah. What was your thought? Um, it's a bad nickname. Yeah. It might be represented it, in the movie. It's Drift King. Yeah. Yeah. So Reese goes to me. He goes, wait, let's think about this. DK. So he's, he's like the main villain almost in Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Everyone calls him DK because of Drift King. Reese goes, People probably think his name's Dick King. <laughs> I was like, this is true. Facts. You know? And really, what, what pissed me off was they don't call Han SK, Snack King. Yeah. When that's all he's doing the whole goddamn film. Sure, he's good at drifting, but I would argue he's better at chewing chickpeas in the background. Mm. But um, yeah, man. Me and Reese are pretty much obsessed with <laughs> dog shit 2000s culture. <laughs> For some reason, it's pretty much all we talk yeah. about. And um, Reese bought it in. I don't know why. <laughs> Do you even have it here? <laughs> he bought it in for show and tell. <laughs> what the fuck has this podcast become? <laughs> Reese owns the Fast and Furious original video, the tricked out edition, um, which is so good. It's can I? I'm just gonna read the blurb. I haven't read this before, by the way. I'm just assume it's gonna be awesome. It's pedal to the metal excitement. <laughs> With this all new tricked out edition of the Fast and Furious on DVD. Turbocharged new features take you into the original hit movie like never before. Plus an exclusive int- introduction to the hot new sequel, Too Fast, Too Furious. Man, what do you get? You get uh, a short film starring Paul Walker, a turbocharged prelude to the action. Um, you get the... Man, DVDs are so weird. You get audio commentary by director Rob Cohen. That's bullshit. I want Vin Diesel's thoughts on it. 
<laughs> Dude, these movies are so funny, man, that they just exist. And and then, like, there, I was howling last night. I watched the scene on YouTube again where Paul Walker and, and what's his name? His name's Brian O'Connor's character has a fight with Vince over a tuna sandwich. <laughs> It's probably one of the most iconic movie scenes <laughs> I've ever seen. He's like, he's there because he wants to hit on Mia, who's like the hot girl at this cafe, and uh, their food sucks. And this guy who is a bit of a fan of Mia comes in. He rolls in in like the early 2000s cars, and he's like, he's like, what are you here for, man? He's like, I'm here for the tuna. He's like, no one knocks the tuna. And then he just punches him in the face. <laughs> and he orders it. And uh, you know what I realized? Like a fucking child. He's trying to impress this girl. He honors <laughs> Brian O'Connor, Paul Walker's character, orders a tuna sandwich with no crust. <laughs> Are you 10? No, oh, I don't like the crust. <laughs> you fucking infant. No wonder you're getting punched in the head. I would just punch someone in the head if I fucking just heard them. Say no crust. I'd be like, well, that's a king hit waiting to happen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No crust. Grow up. Not only should you just, when you're out, never order a sandwich. Like just sandwiches are really only things that should be consumed at home. I've had a couple yeah. of desperate sandwiches at the airport. Have one on the way to Adelaide. Yeah, it's did, grim yeah. from like, you know, like those prepackaged 7-Eleven type ones. But just get a focaccia, get a burger. Like there's better options out there. But in the early 2000s, the tuna sandwich with no crust, it's not even a meal at all. Um, I really want to know if it was good or not. And uh, the line that is another great line of the scene, when Vin Diesel, <laughs> Dom Toretto, who's Vin Diesel's character, breaks up the fight, and Paul Walker's like, what, he was in my face? And then Vin Diesel goes, now nah, I'm in your face. <laughs> it's the best script writing I've ever seen. And, um, dude, how's the way he just straight up uh, calls him the F word. Yeah. The derogatory uh, homophobic F word. Yeah. yeah. Calls him a bloody maggot. <laughs> Starting with F. And uh, it's... And I don't know if you've seen it, but what's the second one? This white girl, it's in the script. She's like an extra. She blatantly just calls someone the N word. I think I missed that part. She, no, it's in the second one. The second one, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, we watched it the other day. These movies have not aged well <laughs> at all. And in Tokyo Drift, they're all just like trying to root this underage girl the whole film. Yeah. The main character, like who's the supposed to be like the hot girl, she's like 25 in real life. Yeah. But she's playing like a 17-year-old. Like yeah. she, oh, It's very vague because it's one of those movies where like they're all in high school in Japan, but they're all <laughs> like... Definitely twenty six. <laughs> like even the the guy who's like the mafia guy's sidekick. That dude looks thirty, <laughs> and he's like wearing a school uniform, and he fucking fights someone for his iPod. He fight he punches Lil Bow Wow in the face for his iPod. And these references are just fucking zooming over half of everyone's <laughs> head right now. But God, man, those movies are so fucking funny. It's funny how they go from fighting over tuna sandwiches to becoming the Avengers. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, the, the movie starts off where they're just like, it's just about street racing. And by the end, it's like a Mission Impossible heist film. And it's just like the rocks in it. John Cena's in the new one. Yeah, I can't fucking wait, man. Jason Statham. It's like about international spies. And like... 
It used to just be about undercover cops and tuna sandwich beef. And when I say beef, tuna, not beef. It was a tuna sandwich. But they have beef over the tuna sandwich. Imagine if it was beef, beef, no crust. <laughs> um, anyway, man, those uh, movies are hilarious and you cannot tell me otherwise. It's some of the best movie making. Do I have any other thoughts? I think I wrote down one other thought about the film. Um, well, I got one. Yeah. They need to bring Ja Rule back. Was Ja Rule in he it? Is it the first one? What characters is Ja Rule He's, he's like one of the street racers at the start. Is he really? Yeah. How <laughs> do you know that? It's Ja Rule. You have such a niche knowledge. You were like just all you did between 2001 and 2012 was just consume pop culture and then re- you retained it all. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, you like, it's so funny. Reese and I just have a, such a fucked sense of humor at this point where if someone like, Says the word Juicy J. <laughs> we just howl laughing. I really just the thought that anyone would call their rap name Juicy J. <laughs> that era is such a goldmine of just confusion. Like people would, and the 2000s is coming back. I was talking about this on the podcast yeah. a few weeks ago. It's weird. It's like it. the fashion's kind of back. Like you see... People going out and they're wearing like, I saw a girl the other day wearing camo pants with like a Lizzie McGuire belt, like in public. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And it's crazy. Like, that's just what, what's back now. So, um, how did I just, when you look at that period and they strapped a knee onto their cars, really do we need to go back there that soon? Mm. The only really good things that came out of that era were the, was the Fast and Furious franchise um, Juicy J <laughs> and Sandstorm and I'm Blue and Crazy Frog. I can't really think of any other highlights, to be honest. I mean, there's heaps to Reese. Reese is just, you know, clearly likes Jar Rule. <laughs> but, um, man, so good. So, um, yeah, that's it, guys. That's that's all I wanted to talk about. We've got 18 minutes to go. That's all right. We, we still haven't busted out the jar yeah. yet, which is uh, from Laura. Just want to correct last week. Yeah. I said it was from Lauren. Laura commented. Uh, and uh, thanks for listening, Laura. She uh, provided the emergency content jar, which we may get to. Um, a few people, actually, over the email and over the DMs, uh, we were talking about uh, our new investment scheme last week on the episode. Uh, Reese and I have... Uh, young investors, uh, a lot of podcasts talk about this. Most podcasts talk about crypto, um, stocks, shares, financial investments. We are doing financial investing uh, and also um, fun investment. Uh, the only downfall is uh, the health of our livers. Um, Riz and I invest by drinking regionally. Uh, which is one of our new schemes. We feel like we're kind of hacking the market. During uh, the comedy festival, the bar we're at had a uh, Captain Morgan special for $6 and you're making money off that. That's a great investment. So um, a few people were interested in actually seeing an investment episode of the podcast where we give some investment tips. Um, And, you know, we do have quite a young audience and I know you should never give financial advice, but I would be open to... You know, when they turn 18, that's when you can start investing and we can get them off on the right track. You know, you don't want to fall into that. Sure, Goonbag is a good investment short term. Yeah. However, long term is the game and 
yeah, it can make a good pillow if you pass out on it. But other than that, you're going to have a bad time the next day. It's a short-term investment. So on the regional tour, we're thinking of um, grabbing a few discounted beers because we're entrepreneurs. And we're thinking one day just setting up shop somewhere. I think it would just be better vibes if we're doing it in Bundaberg or Rockhampton or some regional town um, where we just do one whole episode of investment. And we have a few beers. We let you know about great deals we've yep. seen around on the tour so far. And, yeah, so a great suggestion. Keep them coming in. Um, a lot of people want us to get blind, <laughs> I think. And uh, instead of being like, do a drunk episode, people are like, boys, could you tell us more about this investing you do and show us? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much a hands-on uh, investment podcast. And we will have to categorize it under the financial yeah. section of iTunes. But, um. Yeah, support small business. That's what we do um, with pubs a lot. And uh, yeah, keep this country moving, people. That's what we're all about here. Um, this one I wanted to bring up. It just says uh, Charlotte's DM, right? Charlotte uh, sent a DM. By the way, we we do check the DMs of the podcast account. So, um, you know, we, we they're not they're not pretty. Most, most of them are just people replying to stories. But uh, Charlotte sent in this one. Thoughts on the mice problem in New South Wales. Now, Charlotte, I don't know what you're talking about. Now, a professional podcast would have just chucked it into a search engine. Now, can you do that now, Ace? Mice problem. Is there for real a mice problem in New South Wales? Are we living in the 1800s? What does she mean by mice problems? Because my only thoughts on it right now are what fucking year are you living in charlotte where you have a mice problem mouse traps exist we're not there's not a plague like there shouldn't be rats and mice just coming around do they really have an over mice population in new south wales at the moment can you find anything new south wales mouse plague to be fought with napalm there's literally a plague so I just said there's no plague and there is one. There's a plague. Mice outrun farm, overrun farm sheds in Tottenham, New South Wales. Oh, shit. Sounds like the weed war, but with mice. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it looks real. Oh, my God. Okay, well. Shops I... are struggling to keep up with demand for bait. Oh, really? People, they can't even keep up with poison. God damn. These poor mice. Um, or these poor farmers, depending on whose side you're on. You know, I want to be like uh, Sweden during the Another war. headline, home invasion, fear as mice plague marches to Sydney. Really? My lie, geez, the word <laughs> marches makes it sound like the mice are just coming down the freeway from Campbelltown. You know, they're just like, they're all marching together, just like, as one. And they just like take over the city, one Starbucks at a time. That'd be great. Um, well, yeah, I, th- those are my thoughts. Other than, fuck, I hope it doesn't make down to Melbourne. I don't like mice. No. Nah, when you see them, I've seen, uh, they used to run past here. Yeah. Sometimes. But we're going to be going to New South Wales soon. Oh, fuck. This will affect us. Then I'll have some thoughts on it. Yeah, that's pretty much the only time when I start caring about something um, is when it starts affecting me. Uh, Is that ignorant? Yes. Am I going to change my ways? Probably not. That's the whole thing of ignorance. Um, So, uh, yeah, this one also came in from James Hamilton on the DMs. Uh, I like this. Hey, man. Saw a business slogan, and I'm torn on whether it's lazy or genius. Maybe you could shed some light on the podcast. Happy to help, James. The slogan is for a secondhand car dealership. 
The slogan just says, beep, beep, we're cheap. <laughs> uh, pretty easy. Um, it's both. It's yeah. fucking lazy, but I like it. Yeah. Beep, beep, we're cheap. You know what? It doesn't... I guess that's what you're going to a secondhand dealership for. It makes it sound shit. Mm. Like, not only because the slogan's lazy, so you're like, how much effort are they even putting into these secondhand cars? But I guess you're going to a secondhand car, car dealership. You get what you pay for. You know, you're going there because you don't want to pay for a, a first-hand car. So, um, yeah, beep, beep, we're cheap. No, it's good, good, James. Um, but again, these whoever's doing their this marketing... Whoever's running these marketing courses these days, I, I, I actually think the real problem is um, companies like this just think of their own slogans and they go, they ask a yep. few friends, they go, what are your thoughts on beep, beep, we're cheap? And everyone in their life is lying to them when they go, yeah, that's good. Here's another thing that we thought was hilarious during the week. Well, this is, so, we have such a weird sense of humor. We just think the weird, the weirdest shit is funny. Sorry, the weirdest shit is funny. We were at a petrol station um, just before we left for the shows on last weekend and we noticed at the petrol station, the car wash at the petrol station <laughs> <laughs> had an Instagram account and we were sitting there like that. Like, you're like, follow us on Instagram at this whatever car wash. And we we're just like, why, who the fuck would follow a car wash on Instagram? Like, sure. You, uh, uh, no, here's nothing. Who's loyal to a car wash? Maybe some people who really care about their car, they probably have regular clients, but enough to be like, oh, I want to see what new deals they have coming up. We looked it up, mate. They have a, a hundred followers yeah. on their Instagram. This sign looked like it was about 10, year, 10 years old because it had the old Instagram logo promoting it. Yeah. So over the course of a decade, they've got 10 followers a year off that sign. Yeah. <laughs> that is not a high hit rate. All right. There might be a lot of people like us going to check it out, you know, and it was just a bloke sitting next to his car that's like, it's clean, and that was it. <laughs> so, uh, man, small business Instagram confuses me. Like, some businesses just don't need a social media presence. Like, local ones, you're not going, like, who, yeah, you, like, the 100 people are not probably all your clients anyway. Yeah. It's probably largely family and friends. Yeah. But, um, guys, it's that time of the episode. It's time to bust out Laura's jar. So um, let's do it. Emergency content. <sighs> and by the way, um, so if I would love people to send me, like just pass me pieces of paper with conversation topics or thoughts on them um, or questions at shows and we'll put them in the jar. Yeah. Um, it doesn't just have to be Laura's as well. Um, I'm going to dig deep today actually. All right. This one says... Who do you talk to the most? Ooh, Meg. Yeah. Probably. Probably Meg, Reese, Lewis, and Keelan. Yeah. I would say. Just the people I work with because that's all I do because I'm having an affair with admin. Um, and I, I talk to my parents, like, sometimes, <laughs> you, know? you know? I don't live with them. But, yeah, no, definitely Meg. Um yeah, I'm getting bad actually with my actual real friends because I've been away. I've, they're like, the, you know, it gets me so jealous because we go away every weekend. Have you been finding this? Your yeah. friends are just like at the pub on yeah, Friday yeah. and Saturday yeah. and they're having a great time and you're like, oh, sorry, dude, I'm in Wagga. Yeah. And they're like, oh, why are you there? And I'm like, because my job. Yeah. 
you know? And like, I just, like, they don't care and they're all really understanding and stuff, but God, it makes me thirsty. <laughs> I just want to get invest locally. You know, I, I do enjoy investing in regional towns, but sometimes you just got to do some investment with, with the boys. Um, but yeah, that's one thing that I, uh, I've been lacking actually. Jeez, I'm getting real now. I need to, uh, I do need to catch up with, with some friends. Um, probably it's been since my birthday that I've actually seen them all. You know, they all, and that was, I felt bad even then because they all came to my show and then we hung out afterwards. So we didn't really get to start and then I had a meet and greet. Yeah. So we didn't even start hanging out with them till like 10 PM. Cause I have a show usually on my birthday. Usually it, it falls on the comedy festival. So it's just weird. Yeah. It's one of those things where I, the people I talk to the most, are uh, people I work with, um, who are also my friends though. So that's, it's a win win really. Um, so yeah. Who do you talk to the most Reese? Uh, you're probably up there. Yeah. Um, parents, a couple of my good mates, my sister, yeah. brother-in-law. Just yeah. who, who does anyone talk to? Yeah. Yeah. Weird question, Laura. Now look, we'll go back into the jar though. It was a good one. Um, I didn't mind that one actually. I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Got a dunk the, deep, got a deep the, answer. Really deep. Um, top five comedy specials you've watched. Ooh, this is, this is interesting to me. Maybe not other people, but, um, Ooh, Okay. I think that my favorite comedy special of all time is Ricky Gervais's Humanity. That's fucking hilarious. I've seen it like three times. It's unreal. Um, Bill Burr has some bangers, but it's hard to say which one's the best one. The one with the blue background. I forget what it's called. Um, Bo Burnham. I really like that one. Um, and I'm going blank right now. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't know. I don't really watch net comedy that much if that makes sense like i do but i don't like i don't i think i don't think i watch comedy as much as people would think it's one of those things where i watched it a lot early on in my career like learning it and now i feel like i don't want to pick up mannerisms or traits from other people so i usually just watch things that i know i could never be like kind of like bo burnham like he's like musical comedian like one-liners you know never gets off script and stuff i i try not to Sorry, I, I try to only really watch stuff that, you know, like I, I won't pick up people's mannerisms. But like I usually, I prefer just watching comedians live. Like it's so much better. Like watching Netflix specials is good, like on the internet or whatever. And I know a lot of international people have never seen me live or whatever. But um, it just does not compare at all. Like I, I watched Louis CK's special. I bought it off his website. It was great. But I'd already seen half those jokes live and it was fucking 10 times better in the room. I was pissing myself, man. It was so it's, yeah, comedy is one of those things where I like I'm I'm gonna see Jim Jeffries next month. Um I've seen him a fair few times. Andrew Schultz was great um when I got to open, which was so cool. Um Theo Vaughn was fucking sick. There's shows that are like great live, but I don't really have favorite comedy specials because it just bores me. Like you always people always end up fucking sitting on their phone and like they don't watch them properly anyway, and yeah. it's it's just hard to enjoy comedy for an hour when you're, you know, on your couch. Uh, but there's some that are great, man. Like I I really like um, Crystal Lee's stuff. I know he, he got cancelled last year, but uh, I do really like um, look his podcast and his stand up. Um, I always have liked his comedy. Um, I don't know. Burke Kreischer, the, the Machine special, that's a, that's a great story. That's probably one of my favorite bits of all time. Jim Jeffries, 
That special where he does the gun control bit is a fucking banger special the whole way through. There's a few real bangers that are, yeah, go back and rewatch because it's just unreal. Oh, you know who's special is underrated as fuck? Um, Donald Glover, who's Childish Gambino. He has one, he did one comedy special ever and then just like, was like, oh, I've done comedy now. I'm going to do music. This was like when he was kind of like acting in community and stuff um, as Troy. Dude, that comedy special, have you seen it? No. It's hilarious. It's one of the best comedy specials I've ever seen. So that one I would recommend to watch, particularly if you like his work and his acting and uh, and his music. You just like him, man. He's hilarious. So, yeah, that's my answer. Good question. I mean, we're going to go through yeah, like well, three or four. Four and a half. Oh, okay. Well, this one's a hypothetical. Oh, if you could be on any television show, what would it be? The Bachelor. Next. Um, <laughs> speed round. <laughs> speed round. Um, obviously, was that even a question? Although, oh, actually, I've got to take that back. I want to be Osha on the show. Okay. Or not even, because I want Osha to be on there. I don't know. You're right. I actually don't want to be on The Bachelor. I really like watching it. And I wouldn't actually, I would hate to be on The Bachelor. It's my favorite show. Um, I don't know. I don't really like TV. Um, Ready, steady, cook, probably. (laughs) Red capsicum. Yeah. Um, Or Luke's Big Break. And I could replace Coxie from Coxie's Big Break. Uh, if you could time travel, would you go to the past or the future? Who the fuck would go to the past? You already know what happened. The fuck that? Oh, I want to see the fucking how they built Stonehenge. Who gives a fuck how they got those rocks up there? Dude, go to the future. That's would be the shit. Yeah, then you can come back and be like, stop. And everyone's like, doing what? Everything. We fuck it up. Yeah. Just stop. You call like Apple, stop there. Stop at the iPhone 12. Why? You don't want to see the iPhone 34. <laughs> you know, it's a microchip in the tip of your cock. All right. <laughs> you don't want to see that shit. But would you not want to go back and see any certain events? <sighs> I mean, yeah, there's the argument you could go back and, you know, kill baby Hitler or whatever. I have a bit of my show about kicking him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What what events would you want to go see? I mean, maybe yeah, we could we could. I would love to be on set for the tuna sandwich fight scene. <laughs> I would not gonna lie, I wouldn't hate that at all. Could be an extra. Yeah, like if like, <laughs> imagine like being there. He's like, no crust. You're like, yes, you, you nailed it, Paul. So good. That's why I was so sad when he passed away. I was like, man, I hope they like someone at the funeral ate a tuna sandwich with no crust out of respect. <laughs> That would have been awesome. It's been a long without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you eat a tuna with no crust. I'll be honest, I didn't really know where I was going with that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely the future. That is, these are great questions, by the way. This must have taken ages yeah. to do. This is, Laura, you've bloody saved the podcast. We haven't had animal ASMR for weeks. That was the whole plan. She hated the animal ASMR. Yeah, probably. Which is disappointing because um, I, I was disappointed how uh, torn everyone was. People reacted like it was a Natalie Imbruglia song, mate. They were fucking torn. And um, I was very pro-animal ASMR. Some people loved it. Um, most disagreed, unfortunately. Mm. But you got to take risks. And, yeah, definitely in the future. Any any places that you... You clearly sounded like you wanted to go... No, no, no I was just saying. Some places from the past. Not really. Like... <laughs> 
Ja Rule's first <laughs> album launch or something like that. You'd, you, that he would go sick. see the shittest stuff. And here's the thing. He would go, like, say, if, like, this is how much Reese is just... Like, this is what I've realised. Reese <laughs> just likes shit stuff. Why do all our editors kind of like shit stuff? Like, Keelan is a... He, he's too far gone at this point. You know, he bought a Big Brother vest the other day for $100 on eBay. What? But uh, Reese just likes really subtle shit stuff where I reckon if he could choose anywhere to go to in time, he would probably go back to a time where he was alive. Like, he would be like 2004. Or like, <laughs> you know, like Blink-182 were playing on Daytona Beach. <laughs> like, whatever the fuck. It's like, oh, my God, dude. Actually, that was 99 or 2000. But um, I bet you you would go back to some place like that instead probably. of going back to, like, the, the day of the moon landing or like, you know, the war, or like the ancient pharaohs or, you know, you could go check out if Jesus was a real dude or not. Yeah. <laughs> you could debunk religion with a time machine, yeah. you know. You, that would be, that's how you debunk religion is you go back in time with a water and then you come back with a wine. Oh, that would be proving it right. And you're like, bro, it exists. Yeah, oh, that's the end of the podcast, guys. Anyway, I've got to, I've got to be quiet. LukeKigel.com, come to the shows. Uh, Manscaped to use code BASIC. And, um, yeah, for 20% off and free shipping, thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring the show. And, um, guys, that's bloody it. See you later. What is up? Welcome back to the Animal ASMR podcast. Doesn't really work at the end, that one, does it? No, it cuts off a bit earlier. No, no more, man. We're welcoming people. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Bye.